welcome to the Stand Up To Anxiety podcast. I'm your host, Lucy J. Smith, and I'm here to help you with your own anxiety after my struggles. This podcast is full of practical, simple tips and techniques to help you stand up to anxiety. For more support, resources, and to become a member of the Mental Wellness Club, please go to my website, lucyjsmith.com. On today's episode, I'm joined by Alex to share with us all about her own anxiety journey and also how fitness has helped her on that journey. So to start with Alex, do you want to tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, sure. So my name's Alex. I am a mum of two. Um, I run my own business called Chick Fit, which is a women's fitness and wellness um, company. Um, I have got, I suppose, two separate arms to my business. On the one hand, I do a lot of specialist work. So I work with a lot of new mums, um, post C-section, postnatally, post uh, if they've got a diastasis or a tummy separation. um, I help with, with the kind of recovery and the healing from that um, and also just rebuilding back to fitness in a kind of safe way um, and then the other side of my business is a, a fitness and wellness uh, membership site where I basically support women in building their fitness and you know reaching their fitness goals and and actually all sorts of other things as well sort of it you know I very much am a believer that we can't just we can't separate things out in our lives really can we it's it it is all interconnected and if the mindset isn't there then we're probably not going to do the fitness um and all of those things kind of have a knock-on effect on everything else in life. So it's kind of a bit of a, I suppose, a bit of a holistic take on fitness, really, that we need to have the other things in place in our lives as well in order to allow us to, to you know, have the time to look after ourselves, really. And, and you know, I really believe that that self-care part is... Um, you know, actually comes top of the list, that we need to tackle that before we then pile all of the other stuff on top. Yeah, I completely agree. I get people say to me so often that they don't have time for self-care. And I'm like, yeah. if you don't have time for self-care, then everything else is going to be a million times harder. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah, so totally. important that you start with yourself because then everything else is just more manageable, isn't it? Like the things that wouldn't normally stress you out will end up causing huge amounts of stress if you haven't made time yeah. for self-care, if you haven't looked after yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we, you know, what we tend to do is, you know, our lives are very, very, very full and we're almost full to the brim already. And then we say to ourselves, right, okay, it's the new year or what, you know, whatever that, that kind of time period is, I'm going to get fit. I'm going to start exercising three or four times a week. I'm just going to do it. And what they do is they then try and pile it on top of everything else. And one of two things happens, either they get so stressed and overwhelmed by it that it just makes them miserable or they just stop, do it for a couple of weeks. And then as soon as they realize that it's not feeling good, they stop doing it altogether. Um, and, you know, that's why I'm always saying to people, whatever you do, start small, but also examine what else is going on in your life. Because you can't, you can't just pile more stuff on top of an already busy life. You know, something else is likely going to have to give or you're going to have to reprioritize some other things um, to make it happen. So, you know, I think that... Um, you know, for me, exercise and self-care, obviously it's, you know, it's my job, it's my business is absolutely vital. Um, but you know, even I've struggled at times to fit those things in. And I know that that's usually because 
I haven't prioritized properly and I haven't thought about, well, I can't just shove this on top of an already like really busy diary. I need something else needs to give. Um, and I'm getting better at that. I'm not always amazing at it, but I'm getting better at it anyway. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, you say exactly the same stuff that I say. I think it's really important that you reflect on what's going on and what kind of time and availability you've got rather than just saying right every morning I'm going to exercise because that's not possible for everybody yeah or, absolutely every morning I'm going to go for an hour walk because we don't all have an hour in our mornings I mean mornings mm. for most people are the most hectic time of the day yeah true yeah totally. make it work for you mm. so when did you first realize that you were struggling with anxiety do you know what I what I was thinking about this earlier and it's a funny thing because I don't think I've ever labeled myself as having anxiety as such. And the reason is because I've always related some of the stuff that I feel to being an introvert. And I know that those two things, like they really often go hand in hand, but over the years it's always been like, Oh, I feel like this cause I'm an introvert. I feel like this cause I'm an introvert. Um, but actually when I, when I reflect on it and when I think about it um, and when I've thought about it more over the last couple of years, I kind of realized that there's lots of elements of anxiety in there. So I suppose I've kind of always known, but I kind of haven't labeled it as anxiety as such, you know, I've always been like, Oh yeah, well, I feel a bit anxious about stuff, but it's just cause I'm an introvert and it's, you know, it's just cause of this, that and the other. And, you know, when I look back on, on, you know, my life the last 20, 30 years as, as an adult, I suppose, you know, I realized that, um, I, I suppose I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a, um, funny one because I am actually quite a sociable person. And I did this personality test recently that kind of said, yeah, you're an introvert, but you're also quite sociable, but I'm sociable up to a point, And that always confused me because I love being with other people. I find a lot of, um, comfort in connection and it's one of the reasons that I love my you know my membership site for example because I love that connection that I get with the members but too much of it becomes too much you know I can I can go out for a night with my friends and that's great but after a couple of hours you know you get that feeling of like okay I think I've had enough now I think it's time to go home and you know you you have um you know you've reached your limit I suppose um, and I think I also realized that, you know, all of these years, I've, I've often used alcohol is my thing. You know, when I go out and when I socialize, alcohol is the thing that kind of gets me through it, if that makes sense. Um, I'm sure I'm not alone in that because I think that we, you know, we all have our sort of coping mechanisms, so to speak. And I think alcohol has been one of mine. It made me more sociable. It made me more outgoing. It made it easier to speak to people that I didn't know. Um, it made it easier to feel like I was fun instead of being the one that sort of sat there in the corner and um, watched everybody else have fun. Um, so I think social situations like that, I think um, stuff like feeling very easily overwhelmed um, and I do, you know, every so often I will just suddenly feel like everything is too much. And I kind of almost say that phrase to myself, like, I just want everyone to leave me alone. I just want to be on my own, um, which is very difficult when you have a family and you've got kids. You are kind of, you know, you are never alone. And, you know, realising I've, I've found that difficult over the years and that I've really tried to um, almost try to control it by planning and tidying and sorting and having everything, you know, everything in my life and everything in the house in order in order that I don't feel overwhelmed by it almost and feeling very anxious when those things are I feel like those things are not under my control 
uh, for example. Um, worrying way too much about what others think of me is something else that has, has sort of cropped up in my life a lot. You know, all the overthinking that comes with anxiety as well, like thinking about you know, what might happen and what possibly could go wrong and, you know, catastrophizing and all those kind of things. Um, definitely have, have just have been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. But like I say, I don't think I've ever had that moment of like, oh, right, you know, what I'm feeling here is anxiety. I've just been like, oh, well, this is just, this is just me. And I think I've just accepted that this is part of me. And I think over over the years I've tried to fight against it and it's only really in the last couple of years that I've gone hang on a minute this this is just me this is the way I am so let's embrace it and let's just try and find ways of um of dealing with it and coping with it a little bit better and I am getting better at it but obviously uh, you know we're all a work in progress aren't we on those things yes definitely that's the most important part of the process what you just said the acceptance mm. of it I feel yeah. like you, you can't learn to understand it or manage it until you get to that point where you can accept actually this is what's happening to me this is completely normal yeah I need to accept it to be able to actually move on and and help myself to learn from it and to manage it yeah definitely so at what point did fitness start helping you with your anxiety so was fitness first in your life or anxiety mm. or how did that kind of work yeah I fitness has just always been a part of my life you know since my I mean even you know even as a teenager I used to you know enjoy um sports some sports at school not all but some sports at school I was never particularly good at it but you know I, I was always a trier and I always enjoyed it um but you know particularly once I you know in my early 20s I moved to London um joined a gym and that's really where that that sort of journey started and I suppose I have never um I've never used it as such to manage my anxiety but it's all but because it's always been a part of my life it has always helped me with that and you know that sense of you know even I think people assume that I'm just ridiculously motivated because of what I do but the fact is I'm just I'm a normal human being I will get up in the morning and go oh god I need to exercise today I really don't want, don't want to do it. I don't feel like it you know, I feel a bit rubbish, I feel a bit annoyed, I feel a bit overwhelmed, you know, all of these feelings. Um, but the fact is, I know, and I, and because I have done it for so many years, I know for a fact that if I make myself do it, it will make me feel better. Every single time, I will feel better afterwards than I did before. However little I want to do it, it's always worth doing. Um, and I know that of myself. And so there are plenty of times when I really don't want to do it. And I really am fighting against myself. I'm trying to come up with every excuse under the sun as to why today is not the day to do the exercise. Um, but I know myself well enough to just go, do you know what? Just get the leggings on and do something. Even if it's just 10 minutes, just do something because you know you are going to feel better afterwards. And I always feel calmer. Um, more centered happier after I've done that exercise it helps me every single time so yeah I, you know I've not added it to help me cope with anxiety but I know that it does and I know that it helps me cope with my day-to-day -day. and it's just it's just always been there yeah it's like what you said earlier isn't it that when you're looking after yourself in other ways everything else just feels easier and I guess that's yeah. the same with fitness and anxiety although you don't do it as a coping mechanism naturally it does just help yeah yeah 100% so we always hear that there's loads and loads of benefits to exercise could you just mm. talk us through a few of them 
Well, I think, you know, I think the old, the dry old things get rolled out about, oh, you know, better cardiovascular health and better, you know, bone health and this, that and the other. And, and that, of course, those things are all massively, massively important. But as far as I'm concerned, one of the absolute most valuable um, benefits of exercise is your own self-confidence and your own self-worth. And I think that when you are working out regularly when you're looking after yourself you are essentially saying to yourself look I am worth looking after I am worth you know this time that I spend on myself this is important it's important for me to you know to look after myself essentially um, and I think that side is sometimes a little bit overlooked because we think more about the more practical elements of it or the weight loss you know it's that sort of um so many women come to me sort of saying oh well if I lose this weight then I will feel more confident and for me what I want to show that person is it doesn't have to be about weight loss that actually they can feel more confident simply by showing up for themselves by exercising on a more regular basis by lifting weights I mean lifting weights is the most awesome thing that anybody can do for themselves and um, you know I, I know a lot of people like to go out running and things like that I personally am not a fan of running at all it's not my thing but lifting a few weights and throwing a few weights around there is something so powerful about doing that particularly as a woman I think because we're not necessarily expected to do that and and having that sense of achievement when you have lifted a heavier weight for a set or you've completed that set that you couldn't do three weeks ago and just the power that comes with actually you know lifting and shifting some weights is is unbelievable in the way that it affects your confidence and your and how it bleeds through into other parts of your life as well it's almost like you proved yourself i can do hard things and you prove it physically and it opens you up to being able to do those hard things mentally and emotionally as well, I think. Um, so for me, that that is the biggest thing. It's that kind of empowerment piece and that confidence piece, not necessarily of being smaller or being more toned or being, you know, seeing a lower number on the scales, but just the empowerment you get from knowing that you've put that time aside for yourself, you've looked after yourself and that you have, you know, you've done hard things. Um, I think for me are the biggest biggest benefits of exercise really that's really interesting I've actually never heard that before the bit you said about mm. um, when you make time for yourself to do exercise you're proving to yourself that you're worth time yeah. I've yeah. never never thought of it like that before but that's a really interesting way of looking at it yeah one of the habits that I'm trying to get consistent with is yoga every day because mm. I struggle with back pain quite a bit yeah, um, I was thinking that yoga is probably a really good way to help with that. Mm. But trying to get consistent with a new habit that you've not been consistent with and you've kind of faffed around with it. I mean, I've done yoga for the last three years, but I've yeah. not done it every day. I've not even done it every week, if I'm being honest. Mm. So trying to go from that, just doing it really sporadically to doing it every single day, I'm finding it really, really tough. Mm. So what would you suggest to get consistent with exercise as a new habit? Okay, so um, this is something that I talk about all the time, and it is it is simply start small. I think that we, you know, all too often we decide, right, I'm gonna, you know, make exercise a habit in my life. Um, 
and we see it in a very black and white way I think like a lot of people say to me oh I'm like I'm really all or nothing person either I'm completely on it and I'm going for it and I'm exercising several times a week and you know I'm doing all the things or I won't do anything at all and people kind of put themselves in these camps they're either well I'm either all or I'm nothing um but you know I always say to people we've got to live in that sort of gray space in the middle because we put too much pressure on ourselves you know it feels over it might feel exciting at first in the first couple of weeks it might feel exciting we you know we think about oh my god you know i'm going to feel amazing i'm going to do this exercise i'm going to wake up tomorrow morning i'm going to be a changed person this is going to be awesome um and then of course inevitably two or three weeks in we're like oh this is really hard this is getting a bit boring i'm not sure about this i'm losing my motivation and we get overwhelmed by the thought of continually adding it into our week especially when life happens and that's what i will say to people life happens and we are, often when life happens we go oh oh well i can't do the exercise now that's that's that out the you know thrown out I'll come back to it another time when things are a bit calmer. But life doesn't work like that, does it? You know, life is full of ups and downs. We might have a work project on one week that requires us to be in the office all hours. We might have um, a sick child the next week who, you know, needs looking after. Something else might, you know, something is always going to happen. We can never reach this kind of nirvana of um, everything in our lives being completely organised and everything just being easy and time just popping up and, and happening for us. Um, so I always say start smaller than you think you can do. So if say a client comes to me and says, right, what I'm going to do, I've worked it out, I'm going to work out four times a week. I'll often say to them, well, how about we just start with two? And I think they're always a bit surprised. They're like, well, you know, are you, as a trader, are you not there to encourage me to just do as much as I can and get a quick result? And, um, and I'm not, <laughs> I don't, I actually don't want you to get quick results. What I want is for you to build a, um, a habit for life you know I don't want to see somebody on it and off it and on it and off it all the time because it just makes you feel bad about yourself it makes you frustrated um, it's it becomes a chore rather than something that, that is kind of adding to your life so I would always say start as small as you can so for example you're saying to me well my goal is to, to do yoga every day I would say to you well how about you just do it two days a week for now you know, Tuesday and Thursday are your yoga days and you do the yoga those days and you don't worry about it the rest of the week. And by doing that, even if you do that for three months or six months, you bed that habit in and it means that you have probably done more by doing that than telling yourself you're going to do it every single day and then ending up not doing anything at all. Um, and then once you feel, once that feels good, once you feel like, okay, this, I've created this really solid habit, then you can increase it. Then you might say, well, I'm going to add another session at the weekend now, and I'm going to do three days a week. And you might actually get to a point where you're like, actually, three days a week is good. That works in my life right now. And I don't really need to do anymore. And I'm getting plenty of benefit from doing it two or three days a week. Um, but yeah, I think we often beat ourselves over the head with this, this kind of idea of oh, well, either I do it every day or either or I do it four or five times a week, or I won't bother at all. Um, so yeah, start small. Even if even if that small is one day a week for ten minutes, it it's always better than nothing. Yeah, definitely. I've actually never thought of it like that because the habits that I have got that I'm consistent with already, mm. I I literally do every day, and I've done them every yeah. day since the start, probably like six or seven years ago. 
yeah. things like meditation, visualization, journaling, mm. mindfulness, like they, they literally just come effortlessly to me now. Like I just yeah. do it throughout my day without even thinking. But yeah. um, obviously journaling, I, I physically do it. So every mm. evening I journal before I go to bed. But with yoga, I don't know what it is about it. I guess it's because it's the physical practice of knowing it's going to yeah. take me 15 or 20 minutes yeah. I have to get my yoga mat out. I have to find some space yeah. on the floor to do it. Like yeah. it's all of those things. But the other ones, I can just sit on my sofa and meditate for five minutes. Yeah. I yeah. don't have to do anything. With my, with my journal, it's in my bedside table. I get into bed, I get it out. It's just second nature. It just feels I, like there's a bit more to it with yoga. Yeah, I, yeah, I totally agree. And I think that's often what puts people off is, is that it, it, it becomes a bit of a chore. Um, and I think, you know, in your situation, you have already got daily habits. So you could think, so the other, the other thing that you can do is habit stacking. So if you've already got a particular habit that you do every day anyway, stacking something else on top at the same time. So you might sit down and do your meditation and your visualization or whatever in the morning and then go, right, and now I'm going to just do five minutes of yoga you know, and not make it, oh, now I've got to find 20 minutes, 25 minutes, 30 minutes, just do five minutes. Um, and I also suggest to my clients that um, they almost create like a, a workout corner. So they have a little area, you know, maybe you have a little a table, you have um, your mat next to it, you've got, you know, the table there so that you can prop up your phone so that you can, you know, follow the video or whatever that you're going to do. Um, and you have that dedicated space. It doesn't need to be a big space, but it just needs to be a space that says, this is my yoga space or this is my exercise space or whatever it is. Um, and that can be helpful as well, you know, rather than every single time, right, roll them up, put the mat away, out of sight, you know, because then it's out of sight, out of mind, isn't it? Whereas when it's there um, and you've got that space ready, then it feels really low effort to do that and to stack it on top of something else so you know even just adding that five minutes on top of what you're already doing uh, might be the best way rather than trying to find like a separate time in the day to do it yeah that sounds like a good plan okay so what would you say is your top tip for listeners that want to get started but they don't really know how to get started what should they do first so I think that if, if you're in a place where you, you know you want to do more exercise and you know that it's going to be really helpful for your, your well-being, then get some help with it. I think that we can sit there going, oh, I'm not really sure where to start and I'm not really sure what to do. We use that as a reason to just not do it. Um, but there is so much support out there, whether it's a free YouTube video or whether it's a you know membership like the one I've got or whether it's actually investing in a personal trainer for a few sessions just to get you going and to help you to start creating that habit um because I think too many of us kind of just we hold back on things because we just don't know we don't know where to start so make it as easy as humanly possible for yourself to do it um by you know having that that person or that program or something that's just going to give you the structure that you need to get started. Um, and, you know, do your research as well, you know, make sure that you don't necessarily just do the first thing that you come across, but you have a little look around and you find the right kind of trainer for you, or you find the right kind of um, 
program online for you or whatever because I think that you know it's very easy to find trainers out there who are all about the push 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 and that might not feel right to you you might want somebody who's who's um got a more gentle attitude to to these things um so just get help like stop trying to do it yeah you know, we, we all try and do everything by ourselves don't we and I think I've realized over the years that ultimately I just need to put my hand up and say okay I need some help with this actually I could really do with somebody to guide me and show me the way to get started um because once you've got the knowledge much easier to keep going afterwards isn't it yes definitely thank you so much that's been really really helpful have you got anything else you wanted to add before we finish uh no i that's been amazing it's been really lovely to chat to you lucy and um you know i hope i hope it's been helpful i hope it's helped people to think about how they might start to include a bit more fitness and wellness into their lives um and if you do want to find out more about me you can always head to my website which is chickfit.co.uk um, and i've also got my own podcast as well which is the busy woman's guide to fitness and wellness so do go and look that up because that's got loads of tips um, on you know how to get started and how to include those things into your day-to-day -day lives when you are busy when you have got a lot going on um, there's particularly one of my very early episodes that that does talk about the whole start small thing that we talked about um, so yeah do go check that out as well perfect thank you I'll put the links to those in the show notes as well so that everyone can oh, thank them. you perfect thank you thank you listening i hope you really enjoyed this episode please subscribe so you don't miss future episodes and if you love this podcast and find it useful please leave a review i absolutely love reading them so much head over to my website to stay in touch lucyjsmith.com mm -hmm.